everybody has their own limitations and culture can place certain limitations on you, but that's where you have to do kind of start taking the reins and taking your power back. Welcome to The Confident Healer. I'm your host, Sharmila Mali, and in this podcast, we have inspirational, uplifting, and soulful conversations about the ins and outs of having confidence as a healer and as a healer in business. If you've been loving this podcast, I invite you to please help me grow it by going to Apple Podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe to the show, and by donating on my PayPal link on theconfidenthealer.net. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest is like a warm, nourishing cup of tea, just mm, so good. She is a wonderful example of trusting herself and the unknown, a trait that was instilled in her by the women in her family. She is fearlessly insightful and passionate and knows astrology like the back of your hand, meaning she can tune into you and read your chart and decode the secrets of your universe and help you move past your blocks and how to use the planets to work with you, even when it feels like the universe is not your friend. After listening to this delightful conversation, you'll be reminded that the universe is always your friend because you are one in the same. Join me and Adam Assise on this week's Confident Healer. Hello and welcome to the Confident Healer podcast. I'm your hostess, Sharmila Mali, and today my guest is a stellar soul in our galaxy. She's been featured in and writes for numerous online magazines such as Allure, Bustle, BuzzFeed, Cosmopolitan, Essence, and Madame Noir, to name a few. She's a cosmic alchemist, astrologist, and the founder of LilithAstrology.com. She's dedicated to empowering women through her profound knowledge of the universe and magic manifestation techniques. She believes that magic or creating your or creating your reality purely through will and your mind can transform your life. She studied under the guidance of veteran astrologists through the National Council of Geocosmic Research, NCGR, and she is NCGR PAAI. As an eternal cosmic student with three planets in the psychic sign of Scorpio, she naturally goes beneath the surface with her clients in every session, using her natural intuition and magical expertise. Her clientele includes women from all walks of life in the United States and around the globe. So let's welcome with a big warm hug, Adama Cisse. Thank you so much. What a nice introduction. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Celebration and one minor correction because I always like to be accurate, but my NCGR PAA level is one. What that's what I'm Yeah. I meant to (laughs) I meant to ask about that and I, you know, forgot. Yeah, it's 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 a great um international organization if there's anyone out there who's wants to practice professionally and feels like a budding astrologer. I actually read the other day that they're calling themselves the Harvard of astrology. Oh, nice. But there are four levels and they, even just for the level that I'm at, um, I had to learn how to create a chart by hand, no computer. So it's that kind of depth that it goes, but I definitely am an advocate for the organization. Wow. Very impressive. That's amazing. And so that's my natural lead in is, so how did you get into astrology? So the universe, my entire life, I've always been, and I think it's my Venus and Sagittarius conjunct Uranus. um, And I'm a Scorpio sun for all 
all purposes here. Um, I, I'm, I love freedom and I just have always kind of listened to where the wind took me and, and, and listened to the universe and what I liked. And so I kind of stumbled onto it. Pretty much a lot of the things in my life, that's what happened from my first quote unquote job. Right. I was approached by a neighbor to walk dogs and then it turned into more. And I was buying like my own stuff at like eight years old <laughs> um, to, I fell into beauty. Um, after college, I went to mar- school for marketing business. I also was a classical violinist all through school wow. up until college. And so I had those paths like, oh, should I go down the creative path? Or I, I mean, I also really want to like run my own business one day. And I loved beauty. I loved hair, makeup, skincare, fashion, all that stuff. That's my Leo moon <laughs> as well. Um, and so I went, I was like, let me just run, learn about a business and I, I can still do violin and do my interests on the side. So I started doing that and then it moved to New York City for a beauty PR internship and never really left until like 25. I had a quarter life crisis and I quit my job and moved to Portland, Oregon. And so that is where astrology fell into my lap because I started as a digital marketing manager for a very well-known astrology website. Oh. And I moved out there without a job and I just was like, I need to get out of New York City. This, that's where I'm at right now. And I need to, you know, expand my horizons because I've just never really lived off the East Coast. And a guy I was with at the time was like, let's move. I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and I had no real plan just to like explore also the rest of the country. And I was applying for jobs and I saw this. I was like, this looks like there's something really fun. And all my life, I've had a gift. I am um, Claire Audient, Claire Cognizant. And I channel a lot into my readings Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize, like, I thought everybody generally as a kid, like, was like that, like, Mm -hmm. like, you don't know what people's vibe are, what they're thinking. You don't see like what's going on. You don't see how situated. Like I just always was a very wise kid and just kind of new stuff. And so I just never really knew that you could like channel that into a job. Mm. Like you grow up like, I'm going to be a spiritualist. Like, right. no, I'm going to make money. Like I'm from my father's from Sierra Leone, West Africa, like immigrants, like get a, a fucking job, <laughs> like make money, get a job. So that's what, I, and I was like, Oh, you know, beauty is a pretty lucrative industry. So went into that and was there for 12 years, did the stint in Oregon and then moved back after a couple of years. But I was like forever, like I'm going to be an astrologer. I literally wow. like do. After the first few months at that job, I literally was like, I, I want to do this. It's just something I think I, to me, it was kind of like a remembrance. Mm-hmm. I've, had, I've had a past life regression where the, the, the practitioner was like, you've been doing this for a very long time and you're just remembering and because it, it, a lot of when I've, I've learned, I have a private, had a private teacher to actually learn through NCGR and it, it, it just came fast, a lot wow. of the knowledge. So I just, I, and I just was like, I would be reading charts for clients and it still even, even happens now. I don't know, like if what I'm saying is like, I'm not like, oh, this is going to come true. I'm like, I'm just reading it and channeling it. And then it usually they're contact me like, Hey, like, this happened or, Hey, yeah. Oh my gosh. Or I'll dig into their past and kind of pull that information out. So it was just really, it was really just kind of like kismet how it happened. And then, you know, I, I worked in digital and e-commerce and, and branding and marketing for years. And so that also served as a great 
launching off point because at the end of the day, as an astrologer and all of us independent practitioners know, you're running a business mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So it's so helpful that I had that um, at foundation. And so I eventually left my my corporate job. And now I, I you know I started a little astrology, which was also hit me on the head. I was in a group class and we were talking about Lilith and I was like, wonder where this is in my chart because this really sounds familiar to like my life. And it was in my first house, which in astrology that represents your personality and yourself. And when you show up in a room, so I was like, that's the name. Cause I was going to name it. Like my name's Adama, like Adama Astro or something like that. And then that hit me on the head and I couldn't get out of my head. And I just mm. kept seeing the website I would see. And I was like, this is it. And this is, this is the type of living that I actually also teach to my clients as well. So not only do I do astrology, but I'm a spiritual alchemist. Um, I, and I, I'm a practicing witch, but a lot of what I do is working with my own energy. So that's where I really made the shift from, you know, candle magic and crystals and interesting in that to like, I'm working with just my energy mm. and, and with thoughts in my mind and my vibration and, and teaching clients how to do that as well. Wow. So long story short. Yeah. Quite the journey, <laughs> quite the journey. That's, I mean, yeah. that's, you know, usually when I hear stories like that and they, you know, people talk about how they were when they were a kid and how they shut it down. It sounds like you never shut it down. You just embraced it. You were just like, okay, I'm just, nobody else is like this. That's, that's really amazing that. Well, I think it's also the women I grew up with. So the deity Lilith, that's my family. Like every, like I'm very Mm -hmm. matriarchal family, even on my father's side, my father was raised by my grandmother who, you know, divorced twice, didn't take bullshit, didn't take any, any crap, like sent her kids. My father's, you know, he got sent to London to go to school Um, And he's a PhD now and has had a successful career. My aunts all went to nursing school and got education and they're all in the United States. My grandmother sent them all because she was like, I want a better life for my kids. And she was not rich and she just bossed up and did that. And my mother is the same. Like my aunts are similar. Even my father's remarried now. My stepmother is the same way, just bosses. And so I just have never experience like not listening to yourself mm. like in your own and like I would just be like no like <laughs> the only time I said yes to doing things in my life is when I'm getting paid and that might be because my moon is in the second house of money like I'm like I'm not getting paid I'm not gonna listen to you <laughs> my parents like it's like but I always made wise choices I was always a good student and I always saw the value in in education but mm. most of the time I was like do my own thing <laughs> say yes and then do my own thing <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, wow, that's amazing. Because a lot of healing artists, you know, their stories aren't exactly like yours. I think all the people I've interviewed, maybe that I think, I mean, this is like, I don't know, 16 um, so far. I think maybe three have have had that upbringing of strong uh, women in their families. Um, And so it sounds like, would you say that's where your confidence developed? It is, but not to say that that didn't have challenge of itself because then there's the archetype of having to always be the strong black woman mm-hmm. or I witnessed challenging relationship dynamics. My parents were divorced when I was five. 
challenging. And I, I, that's how I grew up is I always saw like the woman was supposed to bear the brunt of the responsibility and was, you know, the backbone of the family. Meanwhile, like I, that became subconsciously embedded in me. And for the longest time I drew in relationships where, and I'm also a cancer rising. So it's like, I was the mom or I was the responsible one, or they, you know, they were um, emotionally distant, things like that, because I would replicate what I saw in my childhood. So yes, there's an upside to that. But then the downside is, is that I had to retrain my divine feminine Mm. because I was raised in, even though it was matriarchal, it was, um, you know, it it still was very, we had to take the masculine role on. Mm. And that's, that's my own karma. And, and with embracing my Lilith and learning more about it, I learned about the shadow side. So that's not something I shy away from in my readings. And everyone has a shadow side, regardless, you know, you can be raised in many different ways, but there is a shadow to everyone. And Lilith for, for people who identify as women, especially, um, this is a a potent place for shadow works because you can see your blind spots. And for me, it was being a black woman. That's my visit. It's visibly me. It's my first house. It's my persona. And I'm sure other black women listening, especially if you're African, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's, it's a constant theme that the woman bears a lot of responsibility, but then there's a lot of misogyny and, and suppression of women at, at the same time. So it's like you're responsible, but then there's all, you have to deal with misogyny. Like when I was in corporate getting paid less than my counterparts and finding out and having to lean in, quote unquote, lean in and, and ask for more and, or even having to battle feelings of lack within myself. Um, that was a constant. Cause I always also visibly saw, even though a lot of my, the women in my family were successful, they were cr- trying to crack a glass ceiling, glass ceiling their own right. Even my aunt now, and she's in her sixties, she was telling me when I was recently home for the holidays that she was um, suing her company for um, taking a lot of her commission checks. Wow! And she's the only black um, officer in the company. Straight up, this stuff still happens. Right. So, yes, I was raised strong, but it's like I've then it's been a curse to have to constantly be that person. Mm. And I'm finding even when I've entered into the astrological world, you know, we were talking about this before the podcast it does look very white because at the same time, there are tons of, of practitioners of color. Like I follow tons on like YouTube and mm-hmm. TikTok and like alternate, like different platforms, but they're not mentioned by these mainstream magazines. Um, and I know I'm sure we can all guess why, like I don't need to go right. into that, but it's like basically that suppression of the voice, but we still rise outside of that. So it's like, that's kind of the curse words like that strength you have to constantly find. Thank you for explaining. Yeah, I was just going to ex- ask you about um, what to go deeper into what being a strong black woman is and means. And well, you just you just already answered it because you're so intuitive. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that's I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you're so vocal about that because about being a woman, being a woman of color, being a black woman and having to carry all of that on your back. And, you know, I see it within my own girlfriends as well. And I didn't really understand that piece of being that strength of that pillar for yourself or your family because you're black and then adding on to the, I guess, the misogyny I mean, my, you know, some of my, my friends are American, you know, they, um, they 
or descendants of slavery. But um, but then on top of that, then you have your the African um, diaspora, the African culture, because like you know, because it is most most cultures are patriarchal. So then there's that on top of everything else. So yeah, that was. Well, book is the story of the patriarchy. Mm. It's the first story, tales all the time of the man taking the, trying to take the power away from the woman and suppressing her instead of it being balanced and instead of mutual respect. And, and also, you know, we are all free and sovereign beings. And if so, you shouldn't be taking power away from anyone. You should be standing in your own power. So that's, that's, it's embedded in all of our DNA. And it's actually one of the biggest shadows of the world. And until we give the, until the, the, the masculine gives back the power to the feminine and the balance is restored, there will be just hell to pay all the time. And we already are. Right. I mean, look at, look at what's going on. Yeah. I, I didn't, you know, I, my, um, knowledge of astrology is from the newspaper growing up as a kid and reading that. So, and it's just such a broad, I'm a Pisces, Aquarius rising, uh, Scorpio moon, um, Venus in the first house. That's all I I, I can tell you about that (laughs) without giving you, that's all I know about my main things about my chart. But, um, but astrology is just it's just so in depth. It's so mad. There's just too many moving parts. I mean, literally moving parts. So I had never heard of Lilith. And so on your website, you know, you give a, you talk about um, an introduction about what Lilith astrology is. And I was like, what? I never, and you know, you called it the, she's like the original feminist. And so that those, those are aspects that I, you know, have never heard of, you know, I mean, everybody had the big astrology, uh, birthday book where you look up your birth date and whoever, whomever your friends are or dating, you know, you look, you look up that, but I've never seen that anywhere. Why, why? I mean, there's many, many placements in the chart. There's so many fixed stars. There's so many um, aspects. There's a whole plethora of information because, you know, at the same time, it's like, a great example of this is like Bill Nye versus like NASA or mm. something. Like mm. when you see like mainstream astrology, like I, I write sun signs horoscopes. I literally write for astrology.com and sun signs and they're sun, they're based off of the sun sign, but there is tons of other information. And when you think of the story Lilith, why wouldn't the tale of a suppressed divine feminine person be unclear? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Why would it be clarity? Why know. would it be like thing that's like Venus, you know, the goddess of love and beauty and romance and, and uh, creativity and uh, like all the good things in life is so visible. And we also forget the fact that she, she was like the harlot personality. She was like the, that's the divine feminine. When you think of, of um, Venus in, in a patriarchal way, because Lilith is, is AKA the B I T C H in a patriarchal view. Um, but it's, it's very similar and parallel to how black women are treated and feel. And, and are, mm. we're literally the most pressed out of the, out of the world. And if you maybe want to even layer being a, a trans black woman or a, a queer black woman, there you go. There's another, there's a, a third thing we can mm-hmm. add onto it. So it's really that's and, and the first people like I mean, you know, it's 
pretty much scientific fact that they were black. Mm-hmm. So this is a tale of, and she's known as Black Moon, the dark feminine. And of course, it's going to be suppressed. You know, like it's similar energy to, well, not similar, but I would say it's it's just as much shadow work as a placement like Pluto or Saturn. These are the malefics in astrology. And so where they're placed, it's not necessarily a happy time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, of struggle and self-work that is involved with mastering those placements in the birth chart. But when you're looking at a birthday book or you're looking at sun signs, they're not going to bring, they're not even going to bring like something like Pluto really into it um, because it's just so heady information. Um, Because a lot of the time when I do my readings, I do bring in the reasons why I'm saying what I'm saying. Like I'll talk, I'll mention some of the aspects, but a lot of the time, and I was taught this by my teacher. She was like, don't tell people tons of the, the stuff that's going on here. Just translate it. Because a lot of the time she's like, I see people come out of colleagues readings and they're like, it sounded good, but I don't know what you're saying. So that's how I approach astrology. I don't explain a lot of the nuances because there's no point. That's my job. Just <laughs> right. to like download it and regurgitate it back to you. So that, and I think a lot of other astrologers probably take the same approach. So there's different types of astrology. There's like pop astrology. There's <laughs> memes. And then there's down to someone who, like Rick Levine, who um, is just a, an incredible astrologer. Like I went to a conference where he was talking about aspects like biquintile. And we, we I, I talk about the, the big, I know, right, exactly. Oh my, I don't know. Or, or a declination. I went to a declination seminar where we're not just looking at how the planets are placed in the chart. We're looking at how that they're, um, how far up or how far down their um, ecliptics are in, in their, um, in their rotation, because that tells me something in the chart. Like, so there's lip, there's levels on levels and it's like, it's not consumer friendly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. And I think the reason why, you know, horoscopes or astrologers make some people, not all, but it, they don't, they think it's trivial or they think it's fake is because all they have ever exposed themselves to is reading it in the paper Mm -hmm. where it's like, they're doing what I'm doing they're, they're regurgitating it, but they're making it make sense for you. And it's general. Like, that's another thing is, I mean, the, I do my own horoscopes for my, I have memberships on my site and my members actually say like, no, you call out specific stuff. <laughs> and it might be because I know the people and I've had all of them as clients. So that energy is still within me. So I can channel, like I can tap into what's going on with them. So I think that's also one perk to subscribing to something like what I do, but when you're reading it, like things that I write in, in sun signs, I'm writing for however many people reading it. So there's only so many people that it's going to really resonate with because getting a reading for yourself, that is what opens up your mind. Like when I got my first reading, when I first started working at that company, like I was blown away by the information. So I think that also is another barrier for some people is they don't understand like, or they they don't understand the depth to which, um, astrology can go. Yeah. I, I, when I watched some of your, um, YouTube videos and I was like, wow, this, you know, you have the grasp that you have, but also the container of who you are is so grounded and solid. And I'm like, Oh, this may, you know, like it makes sense. Like you're just trans, you know, you're reading energy and how it's placed in this, how it's placed in, in the sky and, you know, just bringing all of your, all of your magic in. And then that's what, and I was like, oh, that's so, uh, I was like, wow, that makes, that, that makes so much more sense. Like just 
like pulling these in together and I'm starting to um, understand understand it better. I have a friend that um, is does astrology. I mean, just personally, she's studied some of it um, and she's been able to explain to me like, like what a plan, I don't understand. What does that, what, what does that mean when a planet's, you know, and she was explaining that planets are energy. I'm like, oh, okay. Cause I'm like, how do you know what this is? How do you, what, where did that come from? Um, so going back to the, to the magic piece of including that. So is that something you've always practiced um, witchcraft from like, you know, I mean, like I was into the dark, I was reading about that when I was a kid, but, you know, as I got older, it, you know, it changed into other, uh, other things. But so where did your magic and witch witchery come from? <laughs> well, now I, I mean, I, I consider myself mostly an alchemist now. I think that I've, I've um, gone past having to use physical objects because um, weaning myself off of using physical objects it's teaching me that the power is with me no matter what. Like, just cause I, I mean, I have a crystal on my desk right now, but it's like, yeah, I have the belief in that, but I'm not completely devoted to the fact that that crystal is emanating stuff. Right. It's like, no, it, it's, it's, I'm empowering that. <laughs> um, but I would say my early twenties, um, I started, I kind of like tapped into, I started with candles and then I just kind of grew from there. Um, and just did my own, like I would do my own research on it, try different things. I messed up a lot of things. And then I found like a practice that works for me. And yes, I use crystals and like, I actually do use, um, elections. So using cycles of the moon, using good times of the day to do specific spells, but I do mostly hoodoo. Um, and that is of the African, African diaspora, African American diaspora, and um, they don't use things like that. But I've paired, I've I've paired those two things. So that's really what I practice. And it's a lot of candle magic. Um, but I do a lot of scripting. I do med- tons of meditation and the actual energetic work more so. And then I, I'll dabble. And now and again, I'm not like a slave to like, oh, it's a full moon in this. I gotta, I gotta do this. Like that's just not really where I'm at anymore. I just kind of now use my own energy to make things happen. But another thing too, is I think it's my training as a classical violinist from when I was eight years old, when you're a musician, you, you feel the energies. I mean, music shifts energy, music alchemizes situations. Like if you're in a bad mood and I've done this, like if I'm feeling like, Oh, I feel like stagnant, I'll turn on my favorite music and moods changed. Mm. and you hear intonations. And so also being an intuitive, I think that's also what made me good at what I, you know, playing the violin, but being an intuitive, I can tap into the unexplainable. I just, if I'm in a room and I I meet someone and I just know something about them, it's like a subtle thing. It's not like your guides running out from behind (laughs) the closet. Like this person has done this and then like, no, it's just subtle. And so I've just always been into like subtle shifts and energies and so astrology was easy. I was like, oh, yeah, Gemini. Like once you meet enough <laughs> and you read about the interpretation, your teacher teaches it to you. You just know the energy. You just can feel it. Um, I mean, I'm a Scorpio. Like, if you be intuitive, more than likely get that, you get that, either that or the cancer, you get that right away. So, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, well, it, you know, it's, it's so, so this is the confident healer and 
you know, all these things that you're talking about and with your upbringing and everything, it just never, like you, I mean, you said this right in the beginning, you've just kind of flowed into, into whatever you were doing. You just said yes to, you know, what interests you, what sparked your passion. So, and then with your marketing background and digital, digital marketing background, it, it just, because that's really the hard piece for some people, mm-hmm. <clears throat> pointing to myself to, to learn and to grasp. Um, because when, sometimes when you're so, and maybe that just, um, you know, that's your, I mean, obviously it's, it's the groundedness and the background, but also that confidence, like you just knew exactly what to do. So there was never, was there any hesitation of like telling your father who has a PhD, um, and all these professionals in your family, Like, okay, I'm going to, into astrology now. Yeah, they're fine with it. I think they're used to me. Like, even <laughs> when I picked up violin, I came home with it. Like, I went at school, they they had a little seminar, and they're, like, playing. They, there was a little quartet that came to kind of show us what it's about. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and I just came home with them. I was like, okay, like, <laughs> whatever. Um, so, and my mother's actually American. So, I also grew up with both, uh, you know, cultures and, and on both sides. And my mom has always been pretty liberal with what I, what I'm going to do. My mom actually, you know, went to art school when she was mm-hmm. younger. She actually ended up being a scientist, but she's always, always was like championing me being creative and doing what I want to do. So same with my dad. So I'm lucky. <laughs> I think I'm lucky in that respect. Cause it's like at this point, I'm 33 years old, I'm like, okay, I'm so shifted. Like if anyone tells me what to do, I'm like, that's on you. Like enjoy your limitations. I'm going to go live my life. Bye. So I, that's the point I'm at. And I, I, I doubt that they would even try to tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the, you know, I, I mean, with, within all, any culture in most places on, on earth that you live in, you know, you have your societal, you know, blankets that they throw over you. This is what you got to do. You have your, what your family wants for you, what their vision is for you. Like your grandmother had a vision, like everyone needs to be educated. Everyone needs to be successful. And I'm going to help push that through. And so that means, sometimes that means like, you know, you're, you just go into what's expected and, and then to break out of that, um, you know, mainstream, you know, mainstream type of work into something completely different that can be challenging. It's been challenging for myself. It's been challenging, you know, it can be challenging for others and other people. And that's why I'm like trying to like dig, like, where does that confidence come from? And, and I mean, besides being born with it and that being nurtured and supported and then following and trusting your intuition and just knowing like, okay, I love this. This is what I'm going to do. There's like, I'm going to quit my job and full steam ahead. Is that what it was pretty much like? <laughs> I mean, I, I, oh my, I used to have a very low self-esteem, like extremely low. I mean, I still battle with it sometimes. The other day I was like, oh Jesus, like I've gained whatever weight during quarantine. Like, and like, I was like, Oh, I got to stop self-deprecating every day. I work on it. So it's not like, you know, I have family members that probably don't agree with it. My grandma, last time I saw her, she was like, ask me why I'm not married yet. And I just was like, it's not your business. And I don't have any reaction to things like that because I work at it. 
And that's something that I, I counsel all my clients in. There's always going to be somebody who's going to say something about something you're doing. And you, the thing you have to understand is that you're love and you've been put here to, to vibrate on the level that you want to vibrate and do the things that you want to do. And it's no one else's business. And anyone that makes it their business, they are projecting mm -hmm. their own lack insecurities onto you. And so my grandma was just, you know, she's like projecting. She was married and started, she had my dad like 19. Like it, to her, it's a different culture. People, I live in, you know, New York City, people don't get married at 19 here. <laughs> and I've had my own, like I've described before, with dealing with parents, my parents' divorce and dealing with seeing toxic, even my grandmother herself, she was <laughs> divorced. <laughs> she was remarried as an African woman. That's very rare. And then on my mother's side, similar situation. So I grew up seeing that. So there was a lot of things that I had to unpack myself mm -hmm. before getting to the place that I'm in now to be open to like a long, long, long-term partnership. I'm like, I have to heal what I experienced, but I'm not going to say all that to her because I know the level of consciousness she's at and I know she won't get it. So you have to work at it every single day and you have to take responsibility for your own healing. There's only so much that we can kind of blame on the outside world. Everybody has their own limitations and culture can place certain limitations on you, but that's where you have to kind of start taking the reins and taking your power back. Like that's what I teach because it's not empowering to react to someone who's saying something to you that's triggering. That It's like then you're giving them your power. And that energetically says to the universe that you're powerless. And then what can you, man what can you create from that place? So that's my, my, my method of operation is in every reading, I, I, I'm doing shadow work and identifying Situ like blocks like this or situations where you might have your blinders up and you don't realize that a lot of the things, barriers you are facing, they're not reflections of you. They're just put there because of things that are going on inside. So I'm all about like transformation from the inside out. And I had to work on my own self-esteem, work on myself or that to toxic relations out the wazoo, toxic relationships. Um, you know, just cause I was able to get to a certain place in my career. I was still not as high enough when I left my job as I should have been. If I was a white man, my age, I would have been a VP by then. Mm. And I was only, you know, a um, mid-level manager and had been working at it for 12 years. Now I, I decided to quit, take my power back and I'm the CEO and owner of my own thing. So yeah. like you can either sit and blame or take your power back. And that's what I teach is, is how to take your power back. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for doing that. And thank you for saying yes to all of those things. Cause that could have been, it could have been like, well, no. And that, and that's what the, that's the thing I teach. That's what I think all of us as healers teach is to own your power and trust yourself and take the small steps that you need or the big leaps that you need. And I, I just find it so fast. And I mean, like I said, you know, I don't, um, I think the only readings I've ever had were um, Vedic astrology because I'm, I'm Nepali yeah. and, and I would do it when I go back to Nepal and, and it, but it's totally, I mean, it's different, you know, they're, you know, depending on, <laughs> The you know we had a family astrologer. I'm sorry. I've, I've had like a mini Vedic reading once, and I mean it's similar information. It's just they use a different technique. Yeah. So it, I mean it's similar info though. But like, but I just I really appreciate how 
you know, it's about, because that's what I do. I mean, I am an energy worker. So like, so when you talk about energy, I'm like, what? Oh, okay, great. Cause that makes, you know, I mean, you're, you're speaking to me and then, but to, but it's just, it's just, even for someone who was just like, you know, on YouTube and like, Oh, what's this astrology? Oh yeah. What, what about that? You know, I, it just makes it so under, you know, it's just so you make it so comprehensive, taking something so abstract I just can't tell you enough, like how I'm like, wow, that's such an amazing skill and how hard that is to not just, well, and then this transit here. And that means that this, you know, like, well, what is it? How does that make, how does that relate to my life? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's not my style because there are, because like, you know, there's more academic astrologers um, where, and there's nothing wrong. Like that's what I study. Like when I go to like, when I, I stand astrologers, like the ones that I follow, like are, it's like intense. Like it's like, there's it's just to a different level. So I appreciate that, but I understand how to take that. And then, I mean, I'm a marketer. Right. <laughs> That's why the universe, I believe the universe put me in the jobs that I did because I also don't look at my challenging experiences in corporate as like, oh, it was all bad. It was like, no, it was a blessing because I learned, I didn't have to go get an MBA. Like the 12 years I was there as an MBA and I alchemized and shift the lack within myself to not think that I was enough and, and left, you know, if I, if I didn't think I was enough and, and couldn't do this on my own, I would have continued to stay there. But while I was in that job, I did the shadow work to get myself out of it um, and to, into onto my own path. Did you ever investigate, like, because I'm just wondering, you know, especially if your father's from Sierra Leone and um, if there was any astrology or in your family or, I mean, there had to have been some, some, which, you know, indigenous um, shamanic yeah, there's work. Always, yeah, there's always, was, there's always stuff like that. But in terms of me choosing this, or not even choosing, but it, me going on this path, it's just that I just went with the, my gift mm-hmm. and, and what I have to bring has nothing really to do with lineage. Um, it's just, it just came naturally. And, you know, like you're saying, it, it's, it's hard to take heady subjects for me. It's not, it's to me, it's like music. It's right. just like, I see when I'm in a reading, like I see, I do, I do the, the reading and I'm just like, it's a story. I'm also, I mean, I'm a writer, I'm writing like, thousands of, of words a month in astrology. So it's like, I'm learning, I, I understand how to explain it in a certain way. It's just, it just comes like, I, and I, I, that's one thing in my life. It's like, after, if something was hard, I just would stop doing it. Like, because I just don't think I'm like, if, if you're like plugging, like going, going, going at something, that's when it's time to like, take a moment to be like, all right, like, I need to kind of observe what's going on here. I need to observe what, what are my emotions? What is my vibration? What am I feeling? That's how in corporate, eventually I got to the point where I was like, I have, I was like getting horoscope writing jobs at that point. Mm. When I transitioned, I was like, I don't have time to do this damn job. And I'm not even happy here anymore. Like I could give a fuck about selling women, you know, makeup and skincare, because honestly it's what it was inside that changes anything. So people are here trying to like change their fate. Like I, I went through all of this rhetoric with myself. Cause I'm like, this is not for me anymore. And I'm trying to beat a dead horse. So sometimes in our lives, it's, it's good to be mindful. And that's even what I mean with, with me working out what I do every day. I work out on my vibration every day. Like even today I was, I had to go to a doctor's appointment and I went on the city bus to go 
and I'm coming back and the, it, I didn't realize it was an express bus and he's skipping all the stops by my, my house. And I'm just like, dude, like, can you just stop and let me off? And he wouldn't like, I just wanted to just like go off, but I was like, that's going to fuck up my vibration. I'm just going to breathe through this and I'm going to let it go. And then I'm going to get out and walk 30 minutes to my <laughs> And I did. And I, I took my power back in that moment. So mm-hmm. it's literally like magic isn't just like me at, at home on a Friday night doing you know rituals. It's that's that's it. Because when you realize that how you feel is literally your frequency, there are very few people that you can allow to like mess it up because that's messing with your money. That's messing with your creations. That's messing with the things you're bringing into your life. Like you're going to bring if you if you feel that stress, you're going to bring more stress. So that's for the call. I was saying like, there's a lot, it takes a lot to ruffle my feathers. And just, I breathe through a lot of things because it's like, what, like why, what, what in the universe is so important that you're going to make yourself stressed and sick? Nothing, (laughs) honestly, even, even COVID I, I breathe through that. And I just, you know, I worked on my business. I worked on, myself. I took more time to meditate being home. I changed my framework around it that I'm home safe. I feel grateful to have a place to stay that's clean and I have food. Like when you start to do things like that, gratitude is another one. Mm -hmm. Your frequency is so high. You don't have to, you don't have to work like you work, but you don't have to do like, I don't do PR. (laughs) Like it just pops up. Like it just comes. So that's what I teach my clients is like, taking the divine feminine approach to your life, which was not something that I was taught. I was taught you need to grind yourself into the ground and work hard and prove something to these white people that you deserve this, this, this amount of money. No, I'm the queen and I'm going to sit here and magnetize what I need to survive and more and, and thrive. And that's, that's how I taught myself to kind of get off of that masculine, like gotta go out and get mm-hmm. to, no, I just receive honey. And I just take care of my vibration and how I feel. And that's it. That's, that's spiritual alchemy. And and it's like purest form, Mm -hmm. just every single day, making choices to choose a higher vibration. And if you do that every single day, you'll be two weeks in, you'll be four months in, and then you'll be like, wow, I manifested the new car. Wow. I manifested this, this extra bonus. Like, wow. Like, and then it just, it's contagious and you just keep going with it. Um, Like even on my site, I have a 21 day challenge where it's a vibration raising, raising challenge with my members. So in addition to horoscopes, I do video horoscopes. I'm doing that as well too. And it introduces them into a program like that to use mindfulness every single day to shift their vibration and ultimately manifest. And they are manifesting stuff. Hmm. Like they'll, they'll come into the community like, yeah, I just got like my whole basement refinished for free because of after this, this challenge. <laughs> like just things like that happening where they're like, I didn't have to do anything except take care of myself, self-care. And that that's what happened. So it's shifting, it's shifting everything internal, bringing it back within. Yeah. I, um, I, this, I mean, this is exactly, I was like, well, I didn't even have to ask her anything. She's just saying it. Cause <laughs> I, just I love it. And I'm sorry. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> no, that's great. I was like, Okay, well, that, I, was that all your questions? No, 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 no. I still have a, I have a couple more, but it was so funny because you brought in the okay. pandemic because that's the first thing I asked right off the bat is how how has the pandemic treated you? And you just answered that. So I just wanted to 
say that piece. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. No, it's great. I have a habit of doing that. Like, like in my readings, uh, you know, I actually tell my clients, like, don't say anything. And I just go in and usually they're like, huh, yeah, that's true. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Cause I'd rather just you do it and it saves time. I'm like, I'll just say what's yeah, up. Yeah. And I think it's so, I mean, it's, it's great too, because it just shows, you know, it, you know, as people listen in, you know, they're hearing like the same message over and over again is trusting yourself and working on yourself and specifically raising your vibration and making sure that you're, that I don't want to say you're as pure as you can be, but just you're as pure with your energy and your intention as you can be. And knowing that, you know, you're the captain of your own ship, you know, you can steer this, there's this destiny and yeah, there's fate as well, but nothing is, everything that's written can be unwritten too. And I think that's where, I think that's where a lot of people can get stuck with astrology um, or with just about anything, but especially if there's something like a predictive element or, yeah, predictive element, um, you know, people tend to, you know, hold that up as like, okay, that's, that's, that's what's going to happen. And and then it does, and then it doesn't happen, but like, no, but it just, everything you're saying has been, has, has been things, topics that we've all, you know, that I've discussed. And so it was just, it was just great to hear all this. Like, oh yeah, I didn't even have to ask that because she's just like, She's like here because I was like, oh, I gotta ask her about the pen, and then you just said it, and I was like, see, that's what that's what happens when. And I mean, this is yeah. intuitives yeah. get together like that, so that's that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I I was gonna I wanted to ask about an, another astrolog astrological event because um, we've taken care of the confidence of building confidence and. Um, trusting yourself and as one way of building that muscle and just taking the step and taking some sort of action. And in addition to being super supreme, supremely passionate and, you know, you already have this marketing skills, but if you don't have those marketing skills, you can hire somebody or, you know, oh, yeah. build, build that marketing um, muscle. So I just wanted to say that. And, but with, um, we talked about um, before the before we started recording uh, Mercury retrograde and how how some people just like I have friends that just freak out about it and they get so superstitious like oh well, it's Mercury retrograde I can't no don't do anything or don't you know I, well, I'm just gonna wait until but I was like well what if you can't wait like what do you what do you say what is from your perspective about Mercury retrograde and how to live your life and make sign contracts and possibly buy electronics and yeah so mercury retrogrades it's it's happening on the 30th so is that that's why you're asking mm -hmm. it's like on the corner and so it's going to be in aquarius and i mean i i have um you know opinions about it i've signed things during mercury retrograde because you know not everyone's a witch or right. not everyone cares about what's going on astrologically. And so you have to live your life. So live your life. Like the thing to do is read stuff, go with your intuition. If you're looking at say an apartment or a house, like I signed my, not this apartment, but the one I lived in before I signed Lisa and Mercury retrograde. And I was there for like three years and towards the end, it actually got pretty, it, the, they were not good landlords, but generally it was all right. And 
it was good at the time. And then I moved like, it's not something I think to stress out over mercury retrograde can be used as a tool of planning when you can. So, you know, if you, if you look at the year, that's one thing I do for my members is I just give them all the dates. Like they're all, all tapped in. So you can put on your calendar. And if you want to plan a big life event, like a marriage or moving, try to do it ahead of time. I think that's one thing that people forget with, with, tracking astrology or being a witch or using energy is it's planned. It's not like it's organized. Like I'm not like, like I actually just did a big health ritual because I had hand surgery. It's a whole situation. Uh, and in my hands recovered, but I mean, I was doing a lot more than that, but I did that. And I planned that out like three months before I did the ritual. Cause I look at the aspects and I said, Oh, this would be really good because you know, Venus is in my sixth house and it's trying, you know, or it's sextile my son, like all this stuff. So it's like, okay, this is a perfect time. So just planning ahead, um, I think has definitely helped me with things like that. Um, but don't, yeah, like if you can, don't sign contracts. If you can, don't make new agreements. If you can, don't really travel um, short distance, but if you do leave early so that in case there's delays, you know, you can just kind of chill, turn on your music in the car if there's traffic and <laughs> keep it moving. Um, if there's miscommunications, just be like, all right, it's working retrograde. I'm going to take a pause in this conversation and, you know, go do something else. Or if you want to send that heated email, be an adult and wait five minutes and see how you feel after, after you type it out. Like I've typed things out and left it in my inbox, uh, because I was practicing mindfulness. I'm like, is this really something that needs to go out or is this something that I need to post? So I always also say during working retrograde, it's like, ask yourself, questions. And that's also part of living a mindful life is in each and every now moment, choosing a different reality. And to your point about like just predictive, um, kind of going by the prediction and holding it up on this like pedestal for me, when I make predictions, cause I do predictive astrology for my clients. And when I have looked at charts and like, I'm, I'm with someone and I'm describing their personality and like hitting the nail on the head. The thing is, is that 99% of people don't know anything about their chart. They don't know a lot about their blind spots. They don't know about the shadow. They don't know about trauma, like how trauma is continually literally being replayed out in their workplace. They don't realize that. Or even if they're just going to a store, childhood trauma gets replayed out in subtle ways. And they don't realize that they are doing that on repeat. But when you understand yourself astrologically, you're not just bl blindly living your chart. So to me, that is why, like when I do predictions, usually they come true mm. because the person's on autopilot and they're living out these energies. Mm. When, when you become an alchemist and you're using astrology, I'm using it like, oh, Mercury retrograde's coming. Like I have a podcast waiting in the wings right now. I'm not launching that shit. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until there's a better day. And that's it. Cause I have the option to, I'm not in a rush. And I know like the energies, my apartment I live in now, I signed that lease when the moon was in my 11th house and Jupiter was, they were making a trine in my house of contracts. And I had the opportunity to wait a couple of days. I waited because I know that that's a gateway of energy. So it's, it's basically like, you know, there's so many different realities and there's so many realities we can choose. We are the creator beings of our own reality, but astrology gives us that tool. It's an extra layer to taking it a step further. So it's like, Ooh, I see a toxic relationship. I, I actually did this for a client the other day. So I understand in return, there's going to be a toxic relationship. 
I was like, you can have it go a couple of ways. You can have it go the toxic route. But if you implement some of the things we talked about today and you implement your boundaries and you don't subscribe to certain things that you are now, that can be a very different reality for you then. And it actually, when Saturn is involved, if you are are learning, if you are hating Saturn's, Saturn's lessons and you're using Saturn energy for what it's for, you can get married. Like I've seen people get married in their Saturn return because they were living in alignment. So that's really what astrology is. It's this tool for self-help. It's a tool for self-discovery. And then when we use it on a mundane level, which is when you're, you're looking at um, world transits, so like world events, that's even like you're taking so many other people's realities and melding it into one. But 99% of people are asleep to this. So they, they, they live it out. Right. Like I predicted on January 6th, that crazy, you know, the insurgency, mm-hmm. whatever. I literally predicted it. And it happened. I'm like, yeah, because people are just doing whatever and they don't know what's going on. So they're not going to use this to like, you know, create something beautiful in their lives. They're going to use that aggressive energy to, to be hardcore about their beliefs. And, and meanwhile, they don't realize that their beliefs are literally just creating the reality anyway. Mm. Would you say that there are, um, I'm just wondering if there's, um, a way to chart, uh, and track confidence like self-esteem and in, in the charts. Yeah, absolutely. Like certain transits, like if you're going through a transit of Venus, uh, on your sun, moon, or rising, if you have tra- a Venus in your seventh house, that can just bring nice things, mm-hmm. blessings. You know, Venus likes to sprinkle a little glitter. Um, I look at progressions, which is a technique, and I can look at the progressed moon. And if you have like a nice transit of the progressed moon in, Li- in Libra, or if you have, you know, some Venus moving into its ex- exaltation, there's ways to see like, oh, you're going to climb out of like an intense moment or you may go into an intense, like I definitely, before my, my accident that I had last year, I saw it and I was like, well, what's going to go on with my health? I was like, I feel like everything's fine. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm young, I'm like healthy. I'm like, am I going to get COVID? And then it happened and it was like so sudden. And then hindsight was just so 2020 mm-hmm. looking back at the chart as well. But you, I could see like emotional turmoil, which is pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm out of that and I can see that as well in my chart as, you know, too. So you can definitely hundred percent see moods, um, and, and, you know, confidence building. If I see like a certain planet going direct in a progress chart that can like, um, like I look at a lot of celebrities charts and a great chart to look at. And one I learned off of with my teacher was Robert De Niro. And when he won Oscars and did big things in his life, you can see correlations mm. and that obviously uplift someone's status or their mood when they achieve things like that. Right. Right. Oh, that's, that, that's so cool. Yeah. Learning so much about that. Thank you so much. And so any, any parting words of wisdom about confidence for our listeners? Yeah. I mean, confidence is something you just, you, you work at every day and it's all in your mind. Um, you know, at the end of the day, when you get up in the morning, even, even if you turn on the TV and you see, you know, someone that doesn't look like you or represent you, you have to, to be confident in yourself because we can't just look to outside sources to acknowledge us. We have to acknowledge ourselves. Cause how can other people acknowledge us? if we're not acknowledging ourselves. So 
you know, I start off with a self-love practice every day and it's, it's basically an abundance practice, but I teach that self-love when you love yourself, like literally that's what brings in money. That's what brings in certain things into your life because you're vibrating on level of love. So if in any of other reason, I think that's reason enough to love yourself and, and you, you're you, you know, you're born in this, in this physical body and you're born you for a reason. So it's just love that because you got one life. Yeah. Well, well kind of in this, <laughs> in this carnation. In this yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Adama, for taking time out of your day and being here. Um, and here are the ways to get in touch with her. So her website is lilithastrology.com. Of course, this will all be in the show notes and you can follow her on Instagram at Lilith Astrology. And you can check out her YouTube, youtube.com slash Lilith Astrology. And on Facebook, Lilith Astro. And those are the main ways to get in touch with her. Do you have any upcoming online events, special events that you have that you want to talk about? Um, I mean, I do, you know, I'm doing my memberships regularly. Mm -hmm. And I prefer, I love to do it that way because basically, you just get a stream of content all month long. And my top tier members, even I do a webinar live with them and they talk on video like you and I are right now. And that's just ongoing. And I'm doing webinars there for members and things just, you know, moving forward. And I have my readings as well. So I, I am con- consistently booking personalized readings and you, you know, you're on video one-on-one with me. I do them live. I don't do the pre-recorded stuff. I love to see, I love to see faces. So yeah, my February calendar, you know, I have that open now and it's booking up. So definitely check that out. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much again um, for all your amazing wisdom and continued success and love and health. Yes. Thank you. You too. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us today on the Confident Healer podcast. I'm Sharmila Molly, and we will see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Want to know more about how to contact my guest? Then go to theconfidenthealer.net. This is also the best place to listen to the podcast. And while you're there, click subscribe to rate the show. Let's get those algorithms working to get this podcast to the masses. Thanks for listening and see you next time.